Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. And welcome back, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to you, too. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, so, yes, this week on the Disney Park Princess podcast, we are going to be talking about our trips to Walt Disney World because surprise, surprise, I couldn't let them have that much fun without me. I actually wound up making a very last minute trip to Walt Disney World with my family as well. And we actually only saw each other for like an hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we had a, we had a really good, really good time. So, but you guys were there for a, you know, a good long stay and did all kinds of fun things. So we're going to be talking about all of that this week. Um, but first of all, Sharla, before we get into the news, I know you had a thing that you wanted to talk about and wouldn't tell us about because you wanted to get a reaction. So go for it. I find this hilarious. And if you guys don't, then okay. But we all know (laughs) that Disney plus um, released last week while we were all away and they released, re-released all of the star Wars movies because Disney owns that they can However, when they released these movies, they, you know, there's the whole Han shot first controversy and all of this stuff, right? So they re-released them with Greedo now shooting first. But that's not the best part. The best part is that, you know, Greedo is speaking in a language. Forgive me. I do not know the language. And they I, think put it's, I think it's Huttese or something. But yes. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear about this? I about did. this thing? Okay. So Greedo is speaking in this language and then all of a sudden right before he shoots he yells McClunky <laughs> and then shoots at Han Solo and that's apparently not in the original and he's just yelling this word and I think that's hilarious. Is and that why Nora had her little stuffed animal named McClunky? Yes it is. <laughs> so Star Wars fans being the completely reasonable people that they are <laughs> have <laughs> taken this really well so between the um the disney plus and the simpsons and the um star wars stuff people are kind of outraged about this whole thing and all the changes that disney has made so i just wanted to share that i think that's hilarious and from now on mcclunky is my new swear word (laughs) Yes, we all think it's really funny. So if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's great. It's well, I mean, it means nothing to me because I don't speak that language, and I don't. I wouldn't have known if my friend hadn't pointed it out. It's fantastic, though. Well, I have two two reactions. One, why did you think I would have a reaction? Because I have no <laughs> idea about anything that you like. Literally nothing that you said made sense to me. But why is Disney releasing a movie and changing it? So I think the change, from what I read, the change actually had happened in a, a previous re-release. Yeah. Um, okay. that, like one of the DVD or the Blu-ray or the... Like, it had happened, and it happened with George Lucas's approval, I guess. So, okay. Um, yeah. But I think this McClunky thing is new, and I don't know. I don't know all of it at all, but it's just it just makes me laugh that... <laughs> Now we all say McClunky. McClunky. Yes. Yep. That's my new swear word from now on. So. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, on that so, note. Welcome to, welcome to Disney Plus. Yep. <laughs> like, welcome to Disney well. Plus. We're, we're expanding your uh, vocabulary of expletives. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So let's get started with the actual news. McClunky <laughs> <laughs> is news. <laughs> uh, all right. So this one is near and dear to my heart. So I'm going to start with this one because it is family volunteer day this weekend on November 23rd, Disney, both Disneyland and Walt Disney world are going to be celebrating family volunteer day. And it is a day, obviously just to promote volunteerism and things that you can do for adults and kids and giving back to your community. That's a big one for me. So, uh, at Walt Disney World, Disney Springs is actually going to have an entire volunteer village where you can go and they're going to have a couple of different activities that you can do as a family to sort of give back to the greater Orlando community. At Disneyland, specifically Disney California Adventure from 10 to 2, they're also going to have uh, small activities that you can do as a family. And if you're not going to be at either of those locations, but you still want to participate, you can tag at Disney Parks on social media with the hashtag Hashtag volunteer together. Uh, and they're going to be sharing sort of volunteer stuff throughout the day on the different social media accounts. So, oh, I like that. I just think it's really cool. And I love it when companies, and I know, I know the cynical side says, like, well, it's, it's great PR. And I don't care. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. I'm fine with that. Whatever gets a little bit more kindness out into the world, a little bit more spirit of volunteerism, um, I'm here for all of that. And if they get some great PR for it, Good for them. <laughs> you want to know what, though? It's not just PR for maybe people listening that don't know. Disney has a huge program called Volunteers, and it's cast members all over, whether they're working at the parks or they're working in corporate, um, that get opportunities to go out and volunteer all the time. So I know out here, um, everybody's always going to food banks or putting together maybe kits for soldiers overseas or building playgrounds in you know communities that are less privileged. So there's a lot that Disney does volunteering that is never on TV. You're never going to hear about. It's just cast members volunteering their time to go help those less fortunate. Yeah. Mm. I think that's fantastic. And volunteerism, as you said, it is really integral to sort of Disney's core values. And so uh, it, it's not just a PR stunt. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Heather, speaking while we're in California, would you like to tell us the very sad news for you? I mean, I guess I didn't know about this until you told me, and now my morning is ruined. Um, <laughs> see, I go away for a week, and I don't know what's happening in the world of Disney, but apparently the Carthay Circle restaurant at Disney's California Adventure is going to close in January 2020 for refurbishment. Um, we don't know for how long, but I'm really sad about this because where am I going to go to get my cocktails? Where? I go at least once a trip. You're to going to our um, the other place that we like in California Adventure. <laughs> the, that's our secret. But, we never talk about. The, the, <laughs> the, the Lamplight Lounge. You go to the Lamplight oh, Lounge. Lounge. That's where you go. Yeah, but if I just want to go and have a quick cocktail and a few snacks, you can't go to the Lamplight Lounge because the lounge upstairs has like a two-hour wait. Who waits mm. for that long just to sit outside in the heat? The reason I like the Carthay Circle Lounge, I mean, the restaurant's great too. If you get a reservation there for dinner, it's delightful. Yeah. But I liked the lounge because it was dim and dark and cool. And so when you're in California and it's 100 degrees outside, you just kind of sneak in there for an hour and cool yourself off. So oh, hopefully it'll the, be back up and running well, good, soon. Good news. Go I just found out the closing date. It'll be back by January 31st. So Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> it's only a couple weeks. It'll oh. be back by my birthday. 
go go to the Hearthstone Lounge. There's maybe you should read your blog post about your favorite lounges and go to one of them. <laughs> that is my favorite lounge. And so I, when the favorite goes away, I don't want to go to the other four. I want to go to that oh. one. <laughs> oh, that was also good. the Hearthstone Lounge is so far away, and sometimes you just want to be right there. It's a very rough life. Uh, okay, are you really going to Disneyland during those two weeks? You're not. So I don't want to hear. No, it. but we didn't know how long it was going to be closed. They made it sound like it was going to be three months yeah i'm going for my birthday <sighs> okay crisis everyone. maybe you should read the blog i can't oh my god I'm not, that's it i quit i quit i get it why would you read it i wrote it i don't need to read oh, it so okay charla on that note you want to tell us about the la Cellier brunch because you win all the things today okay for the first time ever, Le Cellier is going to have brunch during the Festival of the Arts in 2020. Reservations are now open, so if you're going, you can um, make reservations. So January uh, 18th through February 23rd, this is offered on the weekends, and I think it's such a fantastic option. Um, the menu items include cheddar cheese soup, avocado toast, Ooh, Spice corned beef hash, eggs Benedict, cinnamon roll, French toast, bread pudding. Oh my gosh. Please tell so. me there's some type of steak in there somewhere. Unclear. They're um, not doing steak and eggs, they're doing brunch wrong, right? It's a steakhouse. I, it's a steakhouse. Tell me there's uh, some type of steak Benedict or something. I mean, not what I currently have, it just says, um, it, I mean, I there could be more of a menu. It just says, menu items include all this so i don't good job disney i don't even (laughs) it's um available on the dining plan for two entitlements and it's if you don't use your dining plan it's 67 dollars per person plus tax and gratuity all right i will say actually i thought it was going to be more than that 67 dollars per person is actually not so much crazier than a lot of the brunch places around me charge so not as bad as i thought it was going to be yeah, it it probably won't include some. I don't know. It says prefix brunch menu. I'll look and see if I can find out any more than that. But hmm. interesting. Okay. All right. And last but not least, speaking of places closing for refreshment and reopening, Beaches and Cream is now taking reservations beginning on January nineteenth. Yay! I missed uh, it I, this trip. I missed it too, and I cannot wait to see what they have done with it. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the expansion mm. and what's gone on and. If they're tweaking the menu at all, and if they touch my grilled cheese and tomato soup, so help me. <laughs> yeah, I really hope they don't touch the menu. The menu is fantastic. You just need a few more tables in there so everybody can get in and get right. a reservation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. And that does it for this week's news. Coming up, we're going to talk about our recent trip to Walt Disney World. Okay. So let's get started. Charlotte, uh, you left first. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did with your family before you met up with Heather. Okay. So we left on Sunday and we drove down to Legoland, our new favorite (laughs) place in uh, central Florida. So Legoland is about 40 minutes or so Southwest of Walt Disney world. So you could easily go for a day trip if you want. Um, But we went there and we spent two days in the parks and which was plenty of time, to be honest. Um, it was not crowded. It, this was very opposite of Walt Disney World, but it was not crowded at all. And 
it was a really good time. We rode some new rides that we didn't ride the time we were there before. And we pretty much did everything that we wanted to do. I can't. Um, we stayed at the Legoland Hotel in a Friends-themed room. Um, these are family suites uh, similar to uh, Cabana Bay at Universal or a little bit. It's not quite as much as Art of Animation. It's more like Cabana Bay at Universal, where there's a separate sleeping area for the children and then um, a bedroom for the adults. And it's very, very cute. They sleep up to five guests in each room. They have a bunk bed with the trundle underneath it. Cute. So it was a lot of fun. Tell them about the scavenger hunt. Oh, this was adorable. Um, so it, this was kind of a kid's escape room, one like one puzzle. We walked in the room, and there's a little safe on the floor with a Lego cat on top. And there was a piece of paper, and the safe was locked. And it said, you have to solve these three clues. And once you solve these three clues with the number, you can unlock the safe. So Nora did it, and she unlocked the safe. And in this, inside the safe were two little Legoland pins. Um, her, her leg, you, Each child gets a Legoland, um, a small little Lego figurine with a thing you can build. So there were a couple of those in there. There were um, some, some apple juices <laughs> in there to put in the <laughs> fridge. So it was like everything that was in our room at the beach retreat originally, like on the first time we went, but she had to solve a little puzzle to get them. And it was, so cute. it was really, really cute. It was, it was quite simple to solve. But the last one was, a little bit more difficult because it, you had to move the um, things around, uh, some pictures around, and it was more of an abstract number than anything else. But we figured it out. Um, we were like, it's either a five or an eight. <laughs> but, um, and then, and then, while my husband was getting stuff out of the car, uh, she said she was going to lock it back up for him. So she locked it back up and read him the clue so he had to open it up too it's very cute yeah it's very very cute so cute now i i will just say that um when you said it was a friends themed room i immediately thought of the tv show friends Mm -hmm. because lego just because lego just did the central perk kit Uh and then it occurred to me that that is not what you're talking about (laughs) yeah no um lego friends are um they're a theming thing like Lego Ninjago or Lego Batman. It's a whole theming thing and there's TV show and and all this. And that's her favorite. Any, um, most of the Lego stuff that she has, which is abundant is Lego friends themed. Okay. Got it. Okay. I figured it took, but it took me a second. My first reaction is I'm picturing like Monica's apartment. (laughs) I would be be all in for that. that. (laughs) I did refrain from purchasing the central perk. Uh, like I said, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on to Walt Disney World, and that is where you meet up with Heather. Yay! And, 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 there- and Justin, not and just Justin. Heather. And Justin. Yeah. Yeah. We got there um, <laughs> a few hours before them because we arrived, you know, we were just driving up from Legoland, so it didn't right. take that, that long. And then uh, we spent the day at the Magic Kingdom. And then they, and then at Epcot, and then they came over and we met them for dinner. So I'll let Heather take it from there for her arrival. Well, let's start. Where do, where were you guys staying? So we stayed at the Boardwalk Villas because it's food and wine, and that's the only appropriate place to stay is in the Epcot area uh, for food and wining. So we, we had a one-bedroom villa that we all shared. Um, 
which is fantastic because I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it, but just in case, this was Justin's first visit to Walt Disney World. Um, he likes to tell people he went with when he was a kid, but we all know, like, that's a completely different vacation. It does, yeah. It's so different. So this was his first visit. Um, so it was really exciting to kind of get to see everything that I take for granted and that I'm super used to that he was really excited about. So it was a lot of fun. Um, we had a, a pool view. So it was really neat. We got to see the pool area and then the Tower of Terror in the distance. So that was neat. Yeah, I love when they check in and I get a text photo of the clown pool. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that view. Yeah. <laughs> I love that pool. I know that like that's a super minority opinion, but I love it. It does not freak me out at all. You know, I'm not scared of clowns in particular, but that's, it's just, you know what, we'll get to that later because our Patreon extra is going to be hot takes. So maybe that's going to be one of our hot takes. We'll get to that later. <laughs> all right. So where did you have dinner your first night? So we had dinner at Flying Fish, which was new for all of us, right? Charla, you hadn't been yep. there either? Um, nope, so no, no, been there. Yeah, it was Justin's birthday dinner because we flew in on his actual birthday. So we wanted to do a nice dinner for him. Um, and we figured, you know, if we're flying all day, uh, let's do something that's close by. So we did Flying Fish. And, I mean, we they redid it a couple years ago. And it's beautiful inside. Beautiful. It's really gorgeous. I'm going to do a full dining review on the blog next week. So everybody can kind of see photos of what we ate um, and, and hear more about what we had. But for... The most part, the meal was pretty good, right? Yeah, I, mean, I I really enjoyed what I had. Yeah, it was good. Mine was awful, but everybody else loved what they had. Yeah. <laughs> but you also went to a seafood place and ordered tofu. I got a vegan meal, as vegans do. Um, and <laughs> the only problem was is that it had a vegetable fricassee and there was broccoli in it, um, which I can't have. I'm allergic to. So instead of just making me a vegetable fricassee without the broccoli, they just brought me steamed vegetables and steamed tofu on plate. There was no flavor. There was no sauce. There was nothing. It was just steamed vegetables. <laughs> and I was like... You can do better than this. If I can make this at home, you're doing it wrong, especially for a signature restaurant. Um, that's so really maybe... disappointing. That's like the worst case scenario for a vegan. Like that's like that's everybody's worst nightmare as a vegan is that they're going to go to a restaurant and that's what they're going to be served. Especially when Disney made such a big deal about bringing in these plant-based meals and, oh, we're going to have something at every restaurant. And it was bland. It was terrible. It was awful they wound up comping the dinner. And I even said, I'm like, look, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I didn't handle it badly. But I said, you need to tell the chef that you can do better than this. I can do better than this at home. So you certainly should be doing better than this. But yeah. I mean, everything else that everybody had, like, they loved. So it's yeah. just, you know, look, I get it. But there's also not any vegan restaurants at Walt Disney World. Maybe that's a thing they should do. Like, put it in like the land or something like that. But if there's no vegan restaurants and a vegan is going to take a vacation there, you got to do better. I don't care yeah. if you're a steakhouse or a seafood restaurant. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. And, and in their defense, they were incredibly apologetic. Oh, absolutely. Bending over backwards, trying to, trying to help. And she was like, no, I'm eating, I'm, I'm eating it. I just think you can do better. And you know, it was all, all handled very well. And they were very, very nice about it. Please tell me what I can get you. And you know, yeah, all of this stuff. Disney. It was, like there wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing. I'm just saying like the vegan yeah. option there. Yeah. So it wasn't a service issue. It was no, just a, just an issue with the particular entree. Okay. Yeah. All right. That 
and that happens, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Service so hopefully was fantastic. They, take, they take that feedback and they, next time we go, there's a really great vegan option, you know? Um, it's doable. I go to vegan restaurants all the time here and you don't feel like you're eating vegetables. You feel like you're eating a decadent meal. So they can do it. They just got to work on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but Charlie, your meal was fantastic. Everybody else's meal was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was all it was all very very good. Good. Um, what did what did Nora have? She oh she had pasta with no sauce. She just had pasta and butter. And she ate most of it. So but she got a very... really like by accident a really cute like um, apple tower as a dessert. Yeah. It was like a kid's dessert, right? But it was yeah, a, a, it was apples and apple. caramel sauce. But yeah. like stacked in a tower with the caramel kind of drizzled, and it was really cute. Cute. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cute. Okay. All right. So, what else? What else was new? Um. Well, speaking of the the vegan options, I decided before we left that I was going to try some of them, and so I did. Um. At uh, Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe on uh, Wednesday, we went and I ordered the vegan option, and it was a vegan or plant based. I guess that's the same, but that's what they're calling it is plant based sloppy Joe, which sounded. I was a little bit iffy about it, but it was actually pretty good. Um, it was not the best thing I've ever eaten, but it, was, it wasn't it was bad. It was um, some sort of protein. I could not identify it. And then a sauce on the on the burger bun. And it was it was tasty. I would, I would order it again, for sure. Okay. Um, but then they also, they served french fries, which, you know, that's potatoes and oil. So, sure. Um, but, you know... I did mobile order and I would have liked to have been able to choose carrots or something like that. And I could not do that with mobile order. So that Mm. was a, um, that was a downside when I've used mobile order at Disneyland, you can customize it with this. I could not customize it. Maybe it's just this restaurant or maybe it was what I ordered, but I could not customize it uh, then. So, um, and then at Columbia Harbor house, they had a vegan option, but it was exactly the same as what they've offered before. It's the, um, a lighthouse, lighthouse sandwich. They've had that for years. It's not bad, um, but it's it's a it's a hummus and broccoli slaw on a on a bread. So they've had that before. So I didn't try that this time. Also, I checked uh, Galaxy's Edge, and there is no Ronto List roaster uh, out here in Florida, which is a shame because that thing was fantastic when I had it at Galaxy's Edge in California. So I don't know if that's going to be coming or not, but it's currently not in florida okay yeah Hmm. yeah good to know okay all right let's get into the thing that we have had very strong opinions on with absolutely no firsthand knowledge until this trip the skyliner you go ahead heather (laughs) (laughs) i'm just making a face my opinion hasn't changed i wrote it I did not enjoy it um i my question still remains what happens to this thing in a Florida thunderstorm. It it was rocking quite a bit. It rocked more than any other um, gondola system I've been on um, over, throughout the world. I've been on a, quite a few, and this one was swinging a little bit more, and it wasn't even storming out. Um, I liked that, um, I mean, there's almost nobody on it. There's no weight. Again, we saw coming out of Epcot at the end of the night after Epcot Forever, there was a huge line waiting for it. But the few times that I wrote it, you know, I just walked right on, no line, no wait. Um, what I wound up thinking after writing it is I'll probably never use it again. And not because of the service, not because of 
anything in you know that Disney has done. It's just I find it very inconvenient. Unless you are staying at Caribbean Beach or I guess Riviera, unless you're staying at the Riviera Resort and going to Epcot, or you're staying at Caribbean Beach and going to um, Hollywood Studios, you have to stop two or three times in between. And that's just, I, I, the whole time I'm like, come on, let's go faster, faster. Like, I just felt like it was so inefficient. Hmm. Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I would. Uh, I, I, it was very quick to get from Disney's Hollywood Studios over to Caribbean Beach. And it did rock side to side definitely more than I expected. I didn't expect it that at all. And we were in it and it was just swaying quite a bit. Um, it was a little bit chillier that day. It wasn't the chilliest day that we had, but it was a little chillier. And I really didn't feel much wind coming through. So I don't know about how that will be during the, um, during the summer. But I, I didn't hate it. But I, I agree with Heather. It's not the most convenient thing but you know if you're staying at one of those resorts fantastic you know mm-hmm. um go for it yeah it's, yeah i feel like if you're staying at pop Century or it's great to have another option besides a bus but i don't know i just i found it so inefficient yeah i had exactly the opinion i thought i was going to have <laughs> which is <laughs> it was fine i found it pleasant in the car when it was smooth um it was a very cold day the day i wrote it it was only like 53 degrees so floridians of course were dressed like nanak of the north um <laughs> hey you know, this california heather was too, also okay. dressed like nanak of the north yeah <laughs> um but it was uh, you know with the windows open it was it was completely pleasant i do not think that would have been my experience if it were 99 degrees i also found it very bumpy as it transitions th- across the poles i found it very mm-hmm. bumpy and coming into the stations it swung a lot and I could absolutely see what had happened um, with with the crash and I don't feel 100% certain that they've solved that issue um, because it was it was really very sort of a rough entry um, and we rode it all the way from Hollywood Studios to Epcot so having to change gondolas um, would I do it again maybe um, if it were the ideal circumstances, <laughs> you know, like there's no thunderstorms coming and it's not a hot day and there's no line and the, yep, maybe, um, is it something that I would ch- choose a resort for, or would it be my first choice for transportation? No. All right. I will say Justin was fascinated with it. Um, he loved the overview that it got because again, he had never been to Disney world before he's used to going to Disneyland. So he being up in the air and he's like, Oh my gosh, this is so big. Like the amount of times that we were on a bus or something. And he's like, are we still on Disney property? You know, (laughs) the concept, he doesn't get the concept of how big Disney world is. Mm -hmm. He hears how big it is, but you know, you get there and it's a whole different thing. Um, So he liked being able to see everything, but honestly, all he talked about was, I don't understand how they're getting that to sleep slow down that one's going the regular speed so it must get out like he was getting very engineering right yeah. trying my to figure son out had, how it my works. son had exactly the same reaction and actually figured it out and explained it to justin later um <laughs> and, uh, yeah no my uh, my son loved it my husband liked it um but yeah ryan had the exact same like I, now i need to figure out how the heck this thing works and he did <laughs> so and justin keeps going and oh but this and that. i'm like i don't care please stop (laughs) trying to science me on my vacation it works whatever (laughs) um so i don't know i mean i get it if you're staying at one of the value resorts and all of a sudden you have this new option 
that's cool. That's great. But I'm always just going to want to stay at the beach club where I can just walk and be there a yeah. lot faster. Yeah. I, I would do it again. It just would have to be a very particular set of sort of like the planets have to align. You yeah. Know. I'm not going out of my way to ride that thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If like, if it's, I would say, you know, 82 or higher. Nope. Not doing it. <laughs> Certainly not doing it in the summer where a thunderstorm comes out of nowhere. Yep. Not doing Nothing, it. Are you kidding me? A lightning hits that? No, not doing it. But let's talk about the Skyliner stations because they are beautiful. They're yeah. gorgeous. The one at um, International Gateway where it looks like one of the Paris train stations. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that. The station at Caribbean Beach is really lovely um, as well. I like, so I like how big it was and how easy it was to kind of navigate. I liked that they had a Joffrey's also mm-hmm. at the, before you kind of mm-hmm. enter the station so you can go get your coffee fix before you get into the park. So that was nice. They had a specialty, uh, fancy coffee themed to the Skyliner. So that was yeah. cool. I had, um, mixed reactions to like what Justin really loved is the aerial view of things. I love the aerial view of things. However, like my reaction to seeing some of the backstage areas is the Disney geek side of me was like, ooh, cool. But then the part of me that really wants to stay in the bubble and in the magic was like, oh, I don't I don't want to see the trash bins. I don't want to see the, yeah. ba-, you know, like mm-hmm. it it took away a little bit of it for me. I could I could see it both ways. Um, but I, I think I landed on the side of, oh, I don't really want to see all the backstage stuff, you know. You know, I didn't even really pay attention to the backstage stuff. I was too busy talking to the voice that would come on. That's another <laughs> thing that, like, I feel like I needed more music. Like, it was just dead silence. And you're just kind of sitting there, like, floating through air going, I hope this thing doesn't break. And then, like, a random disembodied voice would come on. And I had two thoughts. I'm like, I need music or, or some kind of background noise in this thing. And I mm-hmm. really want them to have the same lady from the monorail. Okay, why didn't we get her? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's where's my por favor mantenga en alejado de las puertas? Like, where's that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, it was, but, you know, on the other hand, it was a very quiet system overall. I mean, yes. it was incredibly quiet. Very quiet. Yeah. Almost yeah. too quiet. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about the crowd levels because... Oh we kept sending text messages. We must have sent five different all of humanity is here, no all of humanity is here text messages to each other during yeah. this trip. I was not expecting crowd levels like this at all. Well, um, what do we tell people, ladies? There is no slow time at Disney World anymore. And we found that out. It, yeah, it was annoying. I shouldn't it, have to wait 35 minutes for Star Tours. It, I It was a... Um, 20 minute, 25 minute wait for figment at one point. Mm-hmm. I saw it, there was a 45 minute wait the morning we left for uh, the seas with Nemo. <laughs> it was insane how yeah. crowded it was. It was very, the, very busy. When I got there on Wednesday at the Magic Kingdom, the fast pass line for the Haunted Mansion was backed up all the way to the riverboat entrance. Mm-mm. That's how long that particular line was. No. Um, the rest of the, the rest of the rides, uh, we never got on the Jingle Cruise because it was two hours just about every time. But I get that because it's it's a special thing. But you know, f- two hour wait for the Mine Train, two hour wait for Soren, two hour wait for Big Thunder Mountain. No. Yeah, over you over know, three hours for flights of passage. Yeah, 
Yeah. And yeah. we got to, we got to Animal Kingdom bright and early Sunday morning, a good half hour before park opening, went directly to the, by the time we made it into the line for Flights of Passage, it was already, by the time we made it into the line, it was already over a two hour wait. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. At which point we bailed. <laughs> to, to give everybody perspective, because everybody's sitting there probably going, oh, well, but it's busy. Busy. I was at Pandora on opening day, which happened to be Memorial Day weekend a year and a half ago, and I waited 45 minutes first thing in the morning. Yeah. Opening yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's gotten completely insane. Um, yeah. And that was disappointing. I did manage to get on Jingle Cruise. I was very pleased. Oh, nice. Um, but only because we were in the Magic Kingdom on Sunday, which is a party night, and it was like 4.35 o'clock. So party people hadn't started arriving but everybody else was already headed out because the park was closing soon. Mm -hmm. So we waited maybe 25 minutes. We did get to go on Jingle Cruise. Nice. But yeah, um, we we did not ride many rides at all. Mm -mm. Um, and because this was a last minute trip, I literally on Friday afternoon, um, having returned from Fort Lauderdale, looked at my family and said, hey, want to go to Orlando? <laughs> and that's what that's what we did. Um, so we didn't have any fast passes in advance. We didn't have any. And in fact, we did not use. No, that's not true. We used one fast pass. Uh, the two days that we were there um, because there really wasn't anything available that we wanted to ride. And the crowds were just, Oh, I can't food and wine. I could not believe the food and wine crowds. It was well, the last weekend. So no, was second, the, to last weekend. second to last weekend. Second to last weekend. Saturday is well, the, the last day. I didn't get my annual pass holder coasters because the line was an hour long to just mm -hmm. to pick up coasters. And I yep. said, I don't want coasters that badly. Yeah, I got you know what? Look, I got a mini a Mickey Mouse coaster right here on my desk. It doesn't say <laughs> annual pass holder, but I can take my sharpie and write it. I, That's right. know, like, I don't need I, d I don't need more coasters, and I would have picked them up if there had been no line, like when we got the first magnets and stuff. Yeah. But it was yeah. insane the crowds. Yeah, well, we I will say that I actually did quite a few rides simply because it was Justin's first visit. And so I felt like I had to, I did a lot more than I normally would on an, you know, a six day trip just because I felt like I needed him to see as much as he could see. Um, but that being said, we couldn't get fast passes um, for most of the major rides. So he wound up waiting with Charlotte and Lou for an hour for tower of terror because you know, it's tiered. And so we had to get, and at Epcot, gosh, like everything was sold out. So we would get fast passes for the quote unquote lesser rides and single rider where we could. Um, but with food and wine, we did food and wine on Thursday and Friday before the locals started to show up. So we actually didn't have any crowds at food and wine festival. Yeah. You got yeah, it wasn't uh, bad. <laughs> over the weekend. It was, I mean, we started on Saturday um, pretty much as soon as it opened. And we, that's when we actually came in using the Skyliner. So we came in through the international gateway and we hung a right and we made it through, you know, France and Brazil and Japan. And, and then by the time we got to China, it just wasn't even worth it. It was like, how badly do you want those dumplings? And my son's like, not that badly. <laughs> I mean, it was the, the line for the food was well into the next country. Um, yeah. You know, at which yeah. point we were like, and we're done. <laughs> food and wine festival on the weekends is all, even when I lived there, I learned I would take like a half day at work and go to food and wine festival in the afternoons on like a Thursday or a Wednesday, because even I, as a local would not go to food and wine on the weekends because yeah. it is insane. It's awful. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. All I right. did get to see Joey Fatone, though. So Yeah, I was going yeah. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that, yep. We didn't, we didn't stop um, and watch him. We just listened as we were walking by, but that was yeah. fun. <laughs> but the line, holy cow, the line to get in to see him was insane. You have thought, like, all of in sync was there. I, yeah. I don't know what time these people started lining up. I have oh, never God. seen a line like this for a food no. and wine concert. No. Oh. Yeah, Justin was like, "What is this for?" And we're like, "Oh, that's the line for Joy Fatone." He was like, "Oh my gosh, is Justin Timberlake here?" We're like, "Nope." <laughs> and then, and then, so we passed the theater, and you know, the other side is where the people line up that have the beverage or the uh dining packages and there were like five people in that line with the, <laughs> the people who had the dining packages and then you know all of the rest of it there was was on the other side it was pretty funny the stark difference yeah i love it i love yeah. it all right well last but not least the big thing justin's big surprise what <laughs> Before I would get to Justin's big surprise, I want to tell everybody I have a new favorite thing at Food and Wine Festival is no longer the cheese bread. <gasps> what? It was the slider at the America booth. Oh, I heard that was very good. Guys, it was amazing. If you're going to be there in the next, what, three days, four days, please, please go to the Hops and Barley booth. and Or it's not Hops and Barley. It's whatever this the the smoker one is in the America pavilion. It's a brisket slider, but it's got like a horseradish mayo and it's got pickled like slaw. Oh my gosh. You're so good. Ooh, I still love cheese bread. I had five servings of it, but this (laughs) mind blowingly good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. So now tell us all about Justin's big birthday surprise. (sighs) Okay. Now we can talk about it because it doesn't matter. So, um, I was trying to think of something special to do that was going to kind of help him get more of an experience out of Disney World, having never been, and what can you do? And I didn't want him to wait in line, um, but he loves animals. And so I thought, well, what the heck, let's do the Wild Africa Trek, because I had done it several years ago, and I had the best time. And so I knew that he, was like, his mind was going to explode doing this. Um, And so... I didn't tell him anything about it. I wouldn't even let him go into his My Disney Experience account. Not that he knew how to do that. <laughs> um, so we, on Sunday morning, we walked into Animal Kingdom and he knew he had a surprise, but he didn't know what it was and he was trying to think of it. But of course, he's never been there. So he, there's no way he was going to guess it. Um, and we walked right up to the tour desk and we check in and he's like, we're going on a tour. Oh, this is fantastic. Great. But he still doesn't know what it is. Turns out, we had the tour all to ourselves. Nobody else had booked that day. So we wound up having a private wild Africa trek and it was incredible. We had two guides uh, to help us for three hours. Um, it was freezing cold out. It was so, so cold. Like, And then you get up on the savannah and it's so windy. Um, but it my was fa- a great time. My favorite part of my entire trip was that we bumped into Heather and Justin completely coincidentally on their way into the Wild Africa track as we were getting on the safari. The line for the safari was so long that we actually saw them on their Wild Africa trek. And huh. my favorite image ever is Heather in full trench coat and harness. Why <laughs> hang, did you not take a picture over of the me? hippos? We did. We Why did. <laughs> Ryan has it. I'll get it from him. (laughs) So 
for and those we were, of you that right. losing our minds, screaming and yelling and waving our arms so that they, to, you know, as the jeep went by and they didn't, they didn't see us. The woman behind me goes, "I hope you know them." <laughs> Where were we by? Where were we by? You were by the hippos. You were, you were uh, okay. standing That's over the hippos. Like, sort yeah. of at the beginning. Yeah, no, we couldn't hear yeah. anything. The hippos, it was so cold, the hippos wouldn't get out of the water. So we didn't even get to see them fed. Um, but for anybody who doesn't know the Wild Africa Trek, it is a three-hour experience. And it's sort of a private safari, but kind of on steroids. So Sarah mentioned the harness. You get kind of put into one of those... Um, zip lining harnesses and you get to walk parts of the safari so you're out in the habitats by the animals so you kind of go over the the hippos and the crocodiles and you walk some rickety rope bridges over the crocodiles which is so much fun um and you get kind of way more in depth so you have the two you have the two guides but then animal keepers also come out along the 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 trail and tell you more about the animals so you get to see hippos fed if it's not too cold um you know we know they're not they only feed the crocodiles once a week we learned so they had been fed early that morning they do it before the the park opens because it's not pretty <laughs> image to see uh -oh. <laughs> probably nobody wants to see that they did explain how they do it um and it's really funny sarah you'll appreciate this because the keeper that takes care of the crocodile she's also from new england so she's like i don't know if you guys know like this football player like rob gronkowski and justin's <laughs> like what oh my god and they're like oh. no, they've spent the next like 15 minutes bonding over the patriots and all and it turns out they went to the same high school all of that and she's funny. way younger but um so it's a lot of fun. But then after you're done doing kind of all of that and you're walking through the forest, you I mean, we got up close right to the zebras. They were like a foot from us. It was so cool. But then you get your own private safari vehicle. Um, but it's not the same safari vehicle with the benches. It kind of just has a, like benches going around the perimeter and you are free to they pull over to the side quite frequently so as all the regular safari guests are going by you're on these little pathways and you just stop we sat for a half an hour with giraffes i like one came within two inches of me and the girl is like i know this giraffe she's gonna come really close just don't touch her and i'm like okay but I mean, like, <laughs> with, like if i just like flicked my hand out would have been able to pet the giraffe um they bring you binoculars so if there's something further down the savannah you can see them. We got to pull over by the elephants and the rhinos, um, by the, the lions. Uh, and then you also, if you've ever been through the safari up on the savannah, if you see like this big hut, that's actually for the wild Africa trek. So you go out there and you kind of have like a half an hour or 45 minutes. They bring you a light lunch or breakfast if it's in the morning. Um, you know, and you just sit and you hang out with binoculars and watch all the animals just come up to you and walk around you. It was the coolest thing. Yeah. He loved I, it. His, he lost his mind. And you had such great weather for it because it was really cool and it was cloudy. So uh, we saw more animals on that safari than we have ever seen. And I kept thinking, oh my God, Heather must be losing her mind because they were all out. They were all, I mean, the lions were out and walking around. Everybody yeah. was at the, the we got, we, oh, we saw one of the baby giraffes gallop and it was like the most awkward slow motion gallop ever, <laughs> 90 feet tall. But I mean, that happened two feet from our truck, you know, there was, we were parked waiting to see the lions and out of like the corner of my eye, all of a sudden I see this thing and this massive rhino kind of just like comes trotting two feet from the truck going across and we're like oh my gosh okay it, there were so many animals that did you see the elephants wrestling 
No, did, I didn't see them wrestling, but I did see the baby elephants. Yeah. They were wrestling and there was one rolling around in the mud pit and it, like, it, like they were puppies and it was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> we saw so many rhinos. I've never seen that many. I, there was like six rhinos. I've never seen that many rhinos together. It was incredible. I know. It was and those are, those are Sean's favorite. So he was like oh, in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Justin, like he was, he couldn't stop smiling for hours. And then like the next day, remember that time we went on a, a private safari? Like, yeah. he, was just, he was so enchanted by it. It was like the perfect surprise for him as an animal lover. But so if anybody's ever on the fence about any of these private tours, I can't recommend them enough. I don't care which one it is. I know people get nervous sometimes. Oh, I don't want to take time away from, you know, riding the rides. But if you've been there before, this is a whole new perspective on the parks. They're fantastic. I couldn't have thought of a better way to spend three hours that morning. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's that's funny that um, you got your own private thing too. Like he should, you should make him think that, that this is always like that. (laughs) I lost my mind because when the girl was like, Oh, we're just, we only have you two. I went, what? And she goes, yeah, she actually showed me her clipboard because I didn't believe it. And I'm like, all right, fantastic. It was everything I could do to not be like, oh, we're coming too then. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I was like, how fast can I get there with my kid? And I was there. I literally was standing right there. If any of the other tours, because, you know, they do like 10 a day. There's one that leaves The tour before you was full because we saw them up eating their lunch. Oh, okay. Because I didn't see, I mean, you don't see anybody else coming and going. Because yeah, we saw, bigger. no, we saw the people before you having their lunch and they were all bundled up in blankets. They had given them all like these giant red and black check blankets and they were all oh, like, they asked us huddled if we wanted in blankets. the, yeah. we're like, no, because on the truck, it, it really wasn't that cold. Like, you know, we were in our coats and everything, so everything's yeah. fine. And then yeah. we get up there and we're like, oh my gosh, it's so cold. Oh, it's awful. It, it was bad, but got to see all the animals. Very cool. All right. Well. Anything else that we missed? I'm trying to think. I so I my guys got to see Toy Story Land and Star Wars for the first time. Uh, they had yeah. never seen it, um, and loved Slinky Dog Dash. Everybody loved that. Um, oh, loved- we wow! We waited for Slinky Dog Dash too, and Justin yep. liked that. I'm like, yeah. see, it's unexpected. Yep. And then Star Wars Land, they loved the land, and not so impressed with the Millennium Falcon ride. That's exactly what Lou said. Um, he said that the theming on that land is what he expects out of Disney. Mm-hmm. And he was so happy that he uh, got to see that. We shopped a little bit. He went first thing in the morning. To, and he rode the ride. And he didn't wait that long. Maybe 30 minutes once it opens. So and not too bad. Um, and he said, I mean, it's a ride. It's a, it's a little bit better than Star Tours kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's pretty much been my expectation of it, too. So uh, overall, he liked it, but wasn't his most favorite thing he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But watching my husband's face as we walked in and he walked around Star Wars Galaxy's yeah. Edge and saw Chewbacca and all that. Yeah. That was worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Chewbacca was, was not there that the morning that we were there because that was the morning that it rained so so much. And I said, I bet you he just doesn't want to get his fur wet. Yep. Um, and I, but I said, Chewbacca is usually hanging out right here, fixing the land speeders and all that. And he was, he just, I saw there. him walking through like the little area with all the shops and he That's had where like, I saw him a little too. crowd yeah. following him. And I'm like, yep. I get why they don't have character handlers because it's supposed yeah. to be a world, but I'm like, this, this can turn bad. If, yeah. you know, like, they, they, he does have a character handler. He's just not. I was uh, looking for him. I couldn't yeah, find him. Like, he's, where is this he's, person? They're, they're very subtle, but they're there. Yeah. You have to, we, you got to want it, but they're there. <laughs> we did see, we did see Ray. 
um, walking around. So that was pretty fun to see her. I don't think I had seen her before. And uh, Sarah, before we stop, there is a character that you saw, and we all saw her, but at Animal Kingdom. Kevin? Yes. Yes, yes, I finally saw Kevin. Yes, Yes. finally. Yes. Oh, how did we not talk about the Merry Menagerie? Because we are all obsessed. I chased them. I chased the the penguins for five minutes, just chased them to get a video. I mean, they are the best thing I have seen in I don't even know how long. Yeah, Kevin was fantastic. And I got my son's picture with Kevin, and that was amazing because my son looks just like Russell. So it was everything. But literally, like, they both happened to, like, we were leaving the park. And I had not seen either of them. And I was so sad. And then all of a sudden, I hear Ryan go, oh, there's that bird. Like, total teenager, like, (laughs) calm. Oh, there's that bird. And I'm like, what bird? And I look up, and I see him. And I run like yeah. I take off running after him and my son was very good about it and he posed for a picture and then we were we, we were I was like okay now I'm happy now we can leave and we come around the corner and again I hear my son go aren't those the puppets and I'm like <laughs> 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 yeah I loved those I love the Mary Menagerie so much and if Disney would like that's the kind of thing I expect from a Disney trip yeah is mm-hmm. that special thing. And when I first heard about it, I was like, this sounds really cute, but I'm unsure. But holy cow, seeing them and they, they just, they didn't even do anything except for kind of just be in that area. There was no show or anything like that. But the f- detail on these puppets, the people that were puppeteering them were absolutely incredible. Uh, Nora was up on loose shoulders and somebody had the birds and they kind of fluttered the bird down right at her face. Oh. And it was just the most perfect thing. And then it, it was incredible. All, all this stuff was absolutely incredible. Yeah. I loved yeah. them. I, I, I only saw, I saw the emperor penguin. I saw the baby penguins. I saw the seal from a distance. I didn't get to get over near the seal. I, I really see wanted to see the cheetah. I did not see the cheetah. Um, we saw but, a cheetah. Bear. We saw bears. Yeah. yeah. I uh, really, the ones I wanted to see were the penguins. And so once I saw the penguins, I was like, and I'm done. Now I can die happy. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. They're yeah. amazing. And the fact that they do not sell stuffed versions of those is one of the great sadnesses of my life because I literally would have bought every single one. I would have come home with an, army of stuffed animal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the stuffed animal. I want the flat out penguin. I want the penguin. No. It looks like around here you see these um, wooden ducks that their tails make them waddle like that. It looks just like the way yeah. they waddle look just like that. And I was like, and of course I was like, can I get a stuffed penguin and make this out of one of these duck things? Like I, I had the wheels turning in my head on how I can yeah, get Yeah, well, I immediately penguins. was like, I'm going to go home and tell Charlotte I want one of these for Christmas I, next year. <laughs> like, you know, they're almost like, because they're, they're like almost made of paper. Like they're not yeah. free. They're uh, made of like yeah. a shredded yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even I was like, I bet Charlotte could do that. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I have already thought about how this is going to happen, yeah. but I don't know yet. I, I don't if she know. can make a tiny chef, she can make anything. Okay. My husband made the tiny <laughs> chef. My husband made the tiny chef. Um, I made the apron. Nora drew the face. It was a whole family thing. But he's got to have props for the actual designing of the tiny he gets, chef. He, he gets did all that. the props, but by the property of marital transference, you you really get it. So. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm the one. I mean, I'm the one who said, "Can you 3D print us a, tra- a tiny?" Chef? This is what I'm I saying. Mean, yeah, that go. was that was really all me. That's yeah. So I'll take all the credit. That's there you go. See, that's how that's how that works. Welcome, welcome to marriage. <laughs> 
Uh, right. So we are uh, we are about to run into um, beating our record for the longest podcast ever. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> uh, our takeaways, Mary Menagerie, fantastic, Skyliner, meh, crowds, boo. I think that's pretty much. Yay for food and wine yay festival, for food and wine. as always. Yeah. And yay for McClunky. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right coming up on the patreon extra uh we are... be your sign off you just that's right McClunky. yay for mcclunky that's it yep um yeah. all right oh, speaking of sign offs i promised and i i remembered so i'm going to deliver don't forget to wear your sunscreen even with the clouds at walt disney world i wore sunscreen and a variety of forms for two straight days and i am not sunburnt so don't forget to wear your sunscreen <laughs> no none of us are sunburnt we all look very good um Coming up on the Patreon Extra, we're going to be doing hot takes. We're going to be talking about our controversial opinions. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know what each person has chosen yet, so you'll have to stay tuned. If you'd like to hear the Patreon Extras, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess and subscribe. It is a monthly uh, payment of either two, five, or ten dollars a month, and those help offset the fees that we have. So fees for web hosting and different softwares that we use and the variety of fees that actually come with this. Um, so, uh, and we appreciate your support so, so, so much because right now um, our podcast is paying for itself. It's not making any money and that's okay. Although that would be nice, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> but we're paying our own bills. And so that is um, thanks in no small part to those of you on Patreon. So thank you so much. Uh, Charlotte, do we have a topic for next week? Do we know what we're talking about? No idea. No idea. All right. So stay tuned to see what episode 61 is going to be. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.